Blog Talk Radio. On our 21st episode of the Ivy, we'll be discussing the past bigger games for the Cubs along with the bullpen struggles. We'll also talk about the NL Central standings and how the rest of the MLB has looked. We talk about it all on our 21st episode of the Ivy. Welcome into the 21st episode of the Ivy. As I'll be riding solo today, and I'll be here with you for the next 30 minutes on this Sunday night to dive into everything Cubs related. If you like the Cubs, you've come to the right place, and I'm extremely grateful that you took some time out of your Sunday night to join us here. All right, well, tonight we'll be touching on the last week of games along with the bullpen struggles that have flared up recently. We'll also discuss what else is going on around the MLB on tonight's show. And, guys, since I'm alone today, um, I just wanted to say with my account the last couple of days, um, personally, uh, since I have my new job, and this is the first weekend of that, um, I'm working 40 hours this, a week this summer. So, uh, like I said before, I'm one of my posts. Um, the content will all be there, um, but the timing of it may be a little off, and uh, I, I, I really cannot do anything about that uh, because when it comes down to it, I have to make money in the summer as well. Uh, to pay for college. So, anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. And also, um, we had a little bit of a difficulty uh, with timing since I worked today, and Max couldn't do the show after 7 o'clock tonight. Um, So, unfortunately, Max isn't on tonight, um, and this is our last show before the new switch come June 1st to the Baseball Podcast Network. Um, And we'll have a lot of great things coming for you guys. But I just wanted to put that out there that uh, from now on, um, we will not be hearing Max on the Ivy with us, sadly. But, uh, Max, uh, once again, like I said last week, uh, I can't thank you enough for being such a great co-host with me Um, and uh, for coming on with me back in January or even back in November, back on the train to start this thing. Uh, It really really, uh, was a fun thing to do with you. So. Uh, getting into it now, we're going to go over the last week of Cubs baseball. And unfortunately, folks, it really wasn't that great of a week. Um, the Cubs went three and four, right? Yeah, three and four uh, in the last week. They uh, split the series with the Phillies. That was a little unfortunate. Obviously, we did have the game that we stole. I believe that was game two. We'll get into it. Um but it felt like we should have won that series after winning game three um, and, you know, winning game two and winning game three. Yeah, we won game two close. And then uh, game three, we'll talk about it later. But anyways, Cubs lost the finale in that one. And then uh, Cincinnati, it was a rough start. Uh, game one, we blew another lead. Um, that was just awful. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, I believe it was. Yeah, two-run homer, Eugenio Suarez. He's a great player. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, we blew that first game. Then we won yesterday, 8-6. to six, um, And we actually blew that one as well. Uh, I believe someone homered in the eighth uh, for the Reds to tie the game. But luckily, David Bodie's uh, game-winning RBI double uh, gave us game two's victory. And then today was just 
awful. Uh, the Cubs lost 10-2 to today. Um, and it's unfortunate because they had the whole uh, jersey out uh, for after the game going uh, to Houston on the road trip starting tomorrow. Uh, and, you know, I wish we could have ended with a W today. Obviously, everyone else does too. Um, but, you know, going three and four this week, obviously the Phillies are a tough team, and uh, that was possibly a playoff, uh, um, what should I say, a, a playoff sample sort of. Or uh, There's a better word out there. You know what I mean, though. And uh, essentially um, – you know, you're not really mad about splitting with the Phillies. However, this Reds team really has stuck it in us. Um, and it's been about the past four or five years now uh, that we've really struggled against the Reds for whatever reason. Um, and usually it's at Wrigley, but we've seen it uh, at both at both stadiums, uh, Great American Ballpark and then also at Wrigley. Uh, last week they obviously beat us two out of three. And then, like we saw today, I mean, that offense really can hit. And, uh, clearly, Quintana didn't have a great day today, but also, um, you know, we saw this Reds team put up. Let me do the numbers here. Just give me a second. Since I'm alone, it might take a little bit longer tonight. The Reds scored six in the first game. Uh, the second game, they scored six, and then tonight they or today they scored ten. So, you know, 22 runs against us this weekend. Um, in a little eye-opening, whether that's uh, the Cubs, obviously not a great uh, pitching weekend at all. Uh, whether that was starting pitching or relief pitching. But uh, this Reds team is definitely, uh, you know, I guess they classify as what sports fans like to call a quote-unquote fun team to watch. Um, And that essentially means a team that uh, isn't very good, but they have a lot of young players and, you know, they win win more games than they're kind of expected at this point. Uh, But I know this is something Max and I touched on at the beginning of the year. And we'll get into game recap soon, uh, but those will go fast with just me tonight. Um, but me and Max, and Max and I touched on it at the beginning of the season, and we talked about how this Reds team, uh, especially after this, after the trade with the Dodgers that brought in Yasiel Puig, uh, that really changed uh, that lineup. You know, going up against Votto, who honestly Joey Votto uh, these days isn't doing a whole lot to start the year. We know it'll turn around. Um, but guys like Suarez and the young kid, Nick Senville, who I talked about on one of my live streams about a week ago when we played him last series, um, he's going to be a very fun player to watch grow in the NL Central, um, even as a Cubs fan. And then you combine that with Yasiel Puig, and then I don't know if I mentioned Suarez or not, um, and then Jesse Winker, you know, they have a they have a good young lineup. I really do like the future the Reds are bringing in. Anyway, let's get into Monday's game. This is the game. The Cubs bullpen fell again. Uh, they lost six to four. Let's get into the box score and the play by play now. Uh, so to start off this game, uh, Anthony Rizzo had an RBI single, and I wanted to pull up some sortable player stats as well for tonight's episode. Being that it's just me, I have to have a little bit more content. Um, and that's what you'll see in the future. But I was looking at the last seven games and consider that this is, uh, I believe, the last seven games. Oh, wait, actually, no, it's the last seven days. So this is perfect for the episode. Um, and actually, this is a perfect tool for the future that I can use. I thought it was the last seven games, so it would be a little bit skewed. But being that it's the last seven days, uh, Anthony Rizzo leads the Cubs with 14 hits compared to KB's nine. I want to say as well that these stats are as of date as of right now, currently, and I believe they are because they're on MLB 
Anyways, Anthony Rizzo led the team this last week with 14 hits by five. No one even close to him. Uh, and then you look at home runs, he led the team in home runs. He led the team in RBIs with 10. Uh, the home run number was three. Um, and then two strikeouts, um, absolutely incredible. Uh, for, you know, two strikeouts, that's, that's very crazy. Um, Average-wise, Anthony Rizzo, 500 average. He's 14 of 28 with eight runs scored in seven games in the last seven days. Um, and actually, I can confirm that uh, it is the last seven days because it shows games played as well. I also wanted to know, it's kind of funny, uh, Tyler Chatwood, uh, with that RBI double he had, that's why he's number one in almost every hitting statistic out there right now for the Cubs. But Anthony Rizzo got the Cubs started with an RBI single in the third. However, the bullpen blew the game. Um, the Cubs had, this was the game where Daniel Descalso had the, I forgot about this, the Little League, uh, it was a triple, and then it was a Little League home run. Uh, it was a two-run triple, and then uh, the Little League homer made it 4-3. However, in the ninth, let's see who was pitching that game in the ninth. Uh, it was Brad Brock. Yep, and Brad Brock in the ninth. Let's go through it. He, let's see here, Michael Franco hit a one-out double, followed by uh, Scott Kingery was, no, Scott Kingery struck out for the second out. So the Cubs were up uh, four to three, okay? Two outs, a runner on second. Andrew McCutcheon walks first and second. Probably dodged a bullet there. McCutcheon's been hot, um, but walked him. And then this was the play. Uh, Gene Segura singled on a soft line drive to right fielder Jason Hayward. I don't exactly remember that play. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. Um, was this the play where... Wait, never mind. I thought it was, never mind. I thought it was the play where Addison Russell cut off a ball. Never mind. Um, and essentially, uh, the Phillies tied the game at four. It was the third out though. And then in the tenth, then the Cubs went down quietly in the ninth. And then in the tenth, JT Realmuto hit his sixth homer of the year. That one was off Kyle Ryan. Kyle Ryan has really struggled recently. And actually, I'm going to pull up uh, his stats uh, the last seven games for him. Just give me a second here. All right, the last seven games for Kyle Ryan. He has a 7.71 ERA in four games. That's just two and a third innings pitched. Two earned runs off three hits, two strikeouts, no walks. He's allowing a 300 average and had a 1.29 whip in the last seven days. So Kyle Ryan's seen some struggles. Um, But anyways, uh, let's get back into it. Uh, the Cubs, let's see here, what page am I on? All right. So the Cubs lost that one 5-4. to four. However, uh, they bounced back the next day with a 3-2 to two victory. This was the walk-off. Uh, it was the walk-off Javier Baez pinch hit walk-off single. Uh, he came in to pinch hit. Uh, he had an ankle injury, and then uh, eventually he – or sorry, the heel injury. I didn't mean to say ankle. Eventually, he hit just, you know, first pitch, he just slammed it. The Cubs won. Uh, to start this game pitching-wise, it was lefty Quintana going up against righty Eflin. Both went six innings. Uh, neither of them had the strikeout pitch rolling. As Q finished with four Ks, Eflin with two. Um, CJ Edwards struggled in this game. Uh, the Cubs were actually up 
Uh, I want to say we were up, yep, 1-0 to zero the whole game. And then Andrew McCutcheon's two out, two-run single. Um, he scored, uh, that was the, sorry, the go-ahead two-run single. Gave the Phillies a 2-1 to one lead off, T.J. Edwards. And then uh, in the ninth, this, the ninth was very odd in this game. I remember this now. Uh, this was the play where, uh, let's see, so KB walked to start it off, and then Rizzo had that awesome uh, 0-2 count. Uh, no out double. So there was second and third, down just one run. Wilson Contreras did fly out, and no one was able to tag, followed by an intentional walk to load the bases and get the double play in order for the Phillies. And all of a sudden, a little bit of fear crept in me. However, Albert Armora with a, I believe it was a swinging, no, it was a, was it a regular bunt or a swinging bunt? It was right back to the pitcher, and I want to say it was an actual Bunt? I can't remember exactly. No, it was a swinging bunt. We didn't want a swinging bunt because we wouldn't be bunting in that spot um, trying to hit a sack fly or something to score the run with just one out. So eventually, though, he threw it or sorry, he hit it to the pitcher Juan Nicasio and he threw it home. Chris Bryant was safe, though, uh, and everyone was safe. The run scored, and the next pitch, Javier Baez singled. So that was an awesome game. I also wanted to mention Chris Bryant's uh, scoring or his great base running play where he scored from second in the first inning. Wilson Contreras had a, a ground out and he was running with the pitch. He grounded out to the shortstop Segura and he threw it to the first baseman Hoskins and right when Segura threw it to Hoskins, KB put on the burners and it really looked like he had an extra it seems like even though the Cubs had a disappointing week Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and also Wilson Contreras have really stepped up, and it, it was more of the pitching that faltered this week. And it seemed like KB had an extra oomph to his game. Uh, and I really like to see that out of our guys. Anyways, uh, after that game, the Cubs then uh, built off of that with an 8-4 to victory over the Phillies. They were up 2-1 to one in the series after this one. And actually, uh, the funny part about this one was that the Phillies led 3-0 to zero after three innings. And it almost looked like Phillies pitcher... Cole Irvin was, you know, going to go far into this game and fool the Cubs. However, once they came back around the order, the Cubs had news for him. And Anthony Rizzo hit a three-run homer to tie the game. That was his 12th of the season, followed by Albert Almora Jr.'s fifth inning grand slam, his first career grand slam. Albert Almora, we've seen really uh, hit the ball well, and we've seen the power stroke uh, from this whole Cubs team, especially uh, Albert Almora recently. He now has five homers on the year. In the fifth inning, that one opened it totally up to 7-3. to three. After the pinch hit, uh, walk-off night, Javier Baez uh, homered. It was his 12th homer of the season. He also homered today for his 13th. But that gave the Cubs an 8-3 to three lead. The Phillies did add one uh, in the eighth off uh, an Andrew McCutcheon home run. Go figure. He had a great series against us, and that was off of Tyler Chatwood. Um, but after only four innings of work from Cole Hamels, we saw an extremely, extremely impressive uh, excuse me, uh, extremely impressive uh, outing from Chatwood out of the pen. Besides that one homer given up in the eighth, Chatwood had uh, four innings pitched, three hits, that one homer, one walk, and three strikeouts. As you know, he's a season ERA of 2.86, something very interesting to note. Um, and C.C. Sheck bounced back. Uh, or Sorry, that, that was the Red Series where he faltered. Sorry. C.C. Uh, Sheck closed out, though, with an inning of work. And at that point, he had a 2.35 ERA. Unfortunately, that did go up after the loss to the Reds later on the week. But uh, after getting out, or out hit by five hits in this one, 
Uh, the Cubs won. They doubled the, the Phillies' run total. Uh, they won 8-4, to four, and they were 11 games over 500 after this one. However, uh, Thursday, the Cubs lost 9-7, to seven, and eventually the Phillies ran away with, uh, you know, what kind of felt in a way like a stolen series split uh, in this four-game series. And the Phillies were on top of the Cubs pitching early and often. It was John Lester, and he looked awful. Uh, we, Max and I talked about it, that his numbers were going to regress because he was getting lucky. And he only went four innings. He got seven hits, seven runs. Only four of those were earned. One walk, five strikeouts. However, uh, the Cubs had only one error, so I'm sure that one error wasn't exactly worth th- worth three earned runs anyways. Uh, Rowan Wick pitched in this one, and he uh, struggled with an inning, two hits, and an earned run as he was called up earlier this week. And Kyle Ryan, like we said before, he struggled. He only got one out, gave up an earned run off two hits, no walks, and no strikeouts. So uh, going back to this one, the Phillies led 7-0 to zero after their fourth inning at-bats. However, the Cubs were able to finally get on the board. Anthony Rizzo stayed hot with a two-run single in the fourth. And sorry about my ringer there. And so then uh, eventually Kyle Schwarber uh, hit a his seventh home run of the season. That was a two-run shot in the seventh inning. Um, and it was 8-5. to five. And also Anthony Rizzo hit his 13th homer of the season, a solo shot right after that. Uh, I believe it was Kyle Schwarber and then obviously Bryant and then Rizzo. But uh, just one batter in between. And the Cubs were sort of making some rubblings of coming back in this one. They're only down 8-6. to six. And eventually, though, Andrew McCutcheon's RBI double made it 9-6 to six in the eighth. Uh, and this was the game where in the ninth, I believe there was a little bit of a rally as Tyler Chatwood uh, got the Cubs kind of rolling with the RBI double, followed by uh, they had a leadoff single from uh, – or actually it was a leadoff uh, bunt single from Anthony Rizzo, followed by Wilson Contreras' uh, walk. So they had first and second with no outs. And then Chatwood doubled uh, after Jason Hayward's strikeout. However, uh, Addison Russell had a critical strikeout on just three pitches. He struck out on a foul tip and a lousy at-bat. And Victor Caratini flew out to end the game. So there was a series split against Philadelphia. Rolling on to Friday, uh, let's get into it now. Uh, the Cubs dropped game one against the Reds. This was a game that was a matinee match at Wrigley Field. All the rest of them will be like usual on Friday plays at night, and the Cubs at home always will play at 120. Anyways, Kyle Schwarber had his first leadoff homer of his career. It was his eighth homer of the season. His back-to-back games of the home run. Also, Brizzo went back-to-back in this one to make it 4-0 after the third inning, and Tanner Roar really struggled with the home run ball. Chris Bryant hit his 12th homer of the year, which was a two-run shot, made it 3-0. Rizzo's 14th homer of the year was a solo shot off a 2-1 pitch off Roark. That was his 14th of the year, like I mentioned. However, the Reds came back in this one again. Yasiel Puig had an RBI single, followed by another Yasiel Puig uh, scoring play. Yasiel Puig had a two-run homer in the sixth and sixth in his next at-bat, followed by Jesse Winker's seventh inning RBI double to tie the game. However, Wilson Contreras' his RBI single in the eighth, uh, you know, they thought that this was a miracle hit. I thought it was a miracle hit. I really didn't think we were going to win this game. Uh, once we had blown the 4-0 lead. However, it all came back to bite us. After a uh, leadoff walk, I believe, to Joey Votto, I'm going to make sure on that. 
lead off block to Joey Votto, absolutely, um, by Steve Ciszek. He gave up a, you know, first pitch, two-run homer, 14th of the year to Eugenio Suarez. That scored the pinch runner, Michael Lorenzen. And the Cincinnati Reds took a 6-5 to lead. They totally stole this game from the Cubs. Like I said, Steve Ciszek was awful. He didn't even report an out, gave up a hit, gave up a walk, and also hit a batter as his ERA jumped up to 3.13. He got the blown save at the second of the year. Uh, and then James Norwood actually came in to relieve him. He had a nice, clean inning. It was good to see the call-up do well in that one. Also, Brad Brock blew this game uh, in one and two-thirds innings. He gave up four hits in an earned run. However, he did have three strikeouts, and Kyle Hendricks was pretty good in this one until he hit a wall in the sixth inning, just like his last start in, on Sunday in Washington. Six innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs, one walk. However, he had nine strikeouts, so that was impressive. A season ERA of 3.34. The Cubs lost 6-5. to five. Yesterday, the Cubs won 8-6. to six. And Albert Amora, like I said, that power stroke, sixth homer of the year, the solo homer, to cut Cincinnati's early lead down to just one run. Then Addison Russell, uh, Addy Muscle, hit a two-run homer, the go-ahead two-run homer, scored Richard Caratini, followed by Anthony Rizzo. Very hot this whole week. Two-run double in the fourth to make it 5-2. to two. The Reds did come back. Yasiel Puig's ninth homer in the fifth made it 5-4. to four. But Jason Hayward uh, joined the long ball party with a seventh homer of the year, a solo shot, made it 6-4. And then eventually the Reds tied it again in the eighth. Oh, whoops, I accidentally clicked on a different game. The Padres winning 19-4 against the Blue Jays. Anyways, back to this. Um, Dylan Maples. Or, sorry. Uh, just one second. Give me a minute. Who gave up that run? Was it? I think it was Dylan Maples. Uh, here I can check this pitch. Um, the eighth. Who is that? Just give me one sec. I really can't tell. I believe it was it was Dylan Maples or Kyle Rhymes. They gave up a homer somewhere, and it was 6-2-6 six six after that. Derek Dietrich's 13th homer of the year. That's pretty crazy. He has 13 homers. He's usually not a power hitter. However, David Bodie was a savior yesterday with the go-ahead and game-winning RBI double followed by Schwarber's insurance run with a sack fly. The Cubs won 8-6 to six in the game they got out hit by three runs. Also, Hugh Darvish, a weird stat line yesterday. Seven innings. We've never seen him go. And then we've only seen him go six once prior to this start. Twelve hits, though, six earned runs. Oh, it was Darvish. Wow. Okay. I get it now. I was confused because he hit in the eighth, and I saw Darvish only pitched seven. But Derek Dietrich's home run in the eighth, uh, I think that led to Darvish's exit. I would believe it did. Uh, Darvish with 108 pitches, 82 strikes, 12 hits, six earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts, and a season ERA of 5.40, three homers on the year, or sorry, on the game. Uh, so that wasn't great. So he really didn't deserve to go seven innings, but that's what happens when you throw strikes, I guess. And then into today's game, not a whole lot. Uh, Quintana got shelled, five and a third, 12 hits, six runs, five of those were earned, one walk, only two strikeouts. Tanner Warwick was actually good in this one, five innings, nine strikeouts. C.J. Edwards 
with an inning and a third, a hit given up a run, but it was un- it was unearned. Lefty Tim Collins, who was called up earlier, one and a third, two hits, and an earned run. And then as for the Cubs scoring, Wilson Contreras stayed hot with his 12th homer of the year. After the Cubs trailed 7-0 in the sixth. And then Javier Baez, like we said, Almago, staying very hot as well. I would say Brizzo and Javi for this week's uh, MVP, definitely those three guys. Baez with his 13th homer of the year. That made it 8-2. to However, Kirk Caselli's two-run homer off Victor Caratini, actually the catcher pitch, uh, in the ninth made the final score 10-2. to So, looking at the standings now, the Cubs lead. The Milwaukee Brewers by a game and a half, followed by the St. Louis Cardinals trail at four games. Just one game over 500 now after a very hot start. They're four and six in their last ten. The Pittsburgh Pirates as well, a very hot start, a little bit of a regression at Benson, but they're 500. They're four and a half behind us, and then the Cincinnati Reds are 24 and 28, six and a half games behind the Chicago Cubs. So let's get into now some of the other teams in the NL Central and what exactly they've done. So let's go and look at, first off, we'll start with the Reds. Since we just played them, we don't have to go over these last three games. But before that, uh, this week, let's see here, they had Monday off. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, they had a two-game set against the Brewers. They won the first one and actually shut them out in a surprising shutout at Miller Park. The score 3-0. to zero. And then in a game which featured Zach Davies with, with what I believe is the lowest ERA in the NL right now, uh, pitched against righty ace Luis Cassoon, what would have been, you would have thought, a uh, a low-scoring game. However, the Brewers won the slugfest 11-9. So the Reds on this week, they go 1-1, and 2-1, 3-1, 3-2 on the week. And let's roll and look at the Brewers. So we don't have to talk about the series they just had, or sorry, the series they had earlier this week against the Reds. But the Milwaukee Brewers also just hosted the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, who we just saw. And in their three-game series, the Brewers lost that series. Uh, the, the Phillies won the first two. However, the Brewers avoided the sweep today with a 9-1 to W with good offense effort, offensive effort, I should say. Um, but they also had Monday off. So uh, the Brewers finished with a record of 2-3 and three this week. Um, so it was kind of a good week to have a bad week for the Cubs, I guess, when looking at the Brewers record. And now let's look at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just one second here. Pittsburgh Pirates. All right. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they hosted the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, But before that, they had a... Let's see here. They had Monday off and then they hosted the Colorado Rockies in which they lost two out of three and then they got swept by the Dodgers and what was just a bloodbath in the series. And let me tell you, when you give up 28 runs and you only score four in a combined two games and then score seven in today's game, but you gave up 11, you're not going to win those games. The Pirates had a very bad week uh, out of the six games. They go two and four. That is why we see them fall to 25 and 25 on the year. And now let's get into the beloved St. Louis Cardinals, obviously. Let's see what they did this week. The St. Louis Cardinals, they're actually playing right now. <clears throat> Sorry for the voice crack there. They're winning 3-0 to zero at home right now, currently in the eighth inning. Uh, they're looking for the series win after winning game two before they had dropped game one by a score of 5-2. to two. 
uh, and they actually struggled as well with the Royals. Uh, there was one postponement. I believe that, yeah, that was on Tuesday. Sorry, that was on, I don't know what that was on, day that was on, sorry. But uh, the time is to be determined for that one. They had a doubleheader, though, on Wednesday. Uh, and the Royals won the first game. Cardinals dropped the second game. So with that, uh, the Cardinals right now are 2-2 two and two on the season and probably going to be 3-2. and two, Sorry, 2-2 two and two on the week and probably going to be 3-2 and two, uh, after they uh, most likely will finish up a 3-0 to zero victory in the eighth inning there. But with that, guys, that is going to wrap up our 21st episode of the Ivy Podcast here on May 26th, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. On, let's see here. That is June. We'll see you guys next week on June 2nd, hopefully, and that we will have the whole new baseball podcast network intact. Um, the Cubs will now be headed out to Houston. Uh, just want to check here and make sure I get you guys how many games we're playing in Houston. Make sure that's correct. But, okay, a three-game series against Houston and then a three-game weekend series against the Cardinals. So, guys, uh, with that, that's going to wrap up everything. Next week, the specific time for uh, the podcast will be to be determined, but I'll let you guys know via my Instagram at the Cubs Wave. And as always, so Cubs go, and I hope you have a relaxing rest of your Sunday night and, most importantly, a wonderful Memorial Day tomorrow. Thanks, guys. The Ivy is produced.